Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor... You can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Hey, everyone. If you're enjoying Inquiries of Our Reality, do me a favor and drop me a review or rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. While you're at it, come join the Discord or Telegram groups for the show. If you haven't already, don't forget to follow me across social media to stay updated on the show. If you'd like to support the show, you can subscribe to my Patreon for just $5 a month, where you will receive early access to inquiries of our reality, big dumb inquiries, and bizarre encounters. You can also support the show by donating on Anchor or Ko-fi, which will help me upgrade equipment and hopefully eventually do this full-time so I can put out even more awesome content for you guys. If you guys want some t-shirts or other awesome merchandise for Increase of Our Reality, Big Dumb Increase, or Bizarre Encounters, stop by my Teespring store and get yourself something nice. If you're a creator or a listener, come check out Open Minds Media. We have an awesome community of great people who would love to meet you. From our featured creator podcast feed, to chat rooms, to even help questions, this is the place for you. For more information on the community, the podcast feed, and to stay updated on all the new things coming, check us out on social media, and all their links are available on our link tree. And last but not least, if anyone is interested in being a guest on the show, sponsoring the show, has a topic they want covered on the show, or you feel you can contribute to the show in any way, shape, or form, shoot me a message on social media or feel free to email me at increaseofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. All the links I mentioned are in the show description. Just tap or click the link tree link to be directed. Or remember, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash increaseofourrealitypodcast. Thank you so much, everyone. I appreciate all of you. And I couldn't be doing this without your support. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 69th episode of Inquiries of Our Reality. Today with me, I have Deplorable Janet from Deplorable Nation. How's it going today? Oh, my God. I'm episode number 69. (laughs) (laughs) I was having some tech issues. It was going to be Mick and Lynn, but they ended up working out. So now you're 69. (laughs) Go me. Go me. Uh, I am awesome and thank you thank you thank you thank you for having me on with you it is always a pleasure to get to chit chat with you yeah i appreciate you having me on your show recently too it's been great and we had this bounce <laughs> back and forth and then soon we're gonna have you on uh big dumb inquiries so we're just bouncing through and then rotating back around because you know it's always fun having a conversation with each other it absolutely it is and it's always so much fun and i'm i'm super looking forward to having you guys on my show too because i'm missing me some kyle now yeah it's kind of cool how uh, man now (laughs) he and i kind of get like grouped together on some stuff it's always fun going on other shows with kyle as like big dumb inquiries Mm -hmm. and not just you know inquiries of our reality too (laughs) because we got like a good bounce back and forth with each other so 
Absolutely. I can only imagine the fun that we're going to have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just wait. Kyle and I get raunchy. I'll make some dad jokes, though. He was telling Sweet. me he has to make a dad joke button on his uh <laughs> on his roadcaster. So every time I make a lame dad joke, he can hit it like dad joke alert. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be epic. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. He's going to hit me with it one day. I'm not going to expect it. <laughs> <laughs> he's just not going to tell you ahead of time either <laughs> no doubtful because he always hits me with random ones as we go so <laughs> i know his like four that he always uses but he interchanges some sometimes and it throws me off <laughs> so it's all i get my roadcaster and i'll start hitting him back with some sound effects <laughs> trying to throw each other off your game so let's see how that goes <laughs> i don't have any sound effects unless they come out of my body so we're all good <laughs> 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 Got to make at least one far joke in the beginning. <laughs> so uh, I guess to start getting into it, um, for anybody that doesn't know who you are, uh, why don't you tell them about who you are, about your show, and what you do? Alrighty. Uh, Deplorable Janet of Deplorable Nation, and the reason why um, I started my podcast, I'm a retired nurse and retired medical school teacher and got to the point where I was seeing so much garbage um, and things were going in a direction I didn't like. And so um, initially started out doing periscopes back in the day um, when that was still a thing before it got absorbed by Twitter Live and uh, Instagram Live and whatever. So started out doing that and then uh, was on the No Mercy podcast for a while. And I was like, you know what? I have so much more to say. And I'm a talker and I love to meet people and I wanted to um, basically like meet and talk to like everyday people and like what's going on with them and how are things in their world and, you know, stuff they've gone through and, and things like that. And so um, kind of cathartic for me, I guess, kind of a... Not that I need therapy, but if I did, that would be a good therapy session because I just love talking to people. So yeah, that's what I do. Hey, that's what it is, man. Let's it helped me out at least as far as like therapy goes, being able to just talk to people and not feel so alone absolutely. in the world. Absolutely. Especially yeah, when you start absolutely. getting into alternative topics. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's there's so many people out there that um feel like they're alone and their family, their friends, nobody understands or like uh, they've been abandoned by everybody that they know because they have different belief systems and, and stuff like that. So being able to connect with those kind of people. And that's why I love um, talking to people, not just podcasters, but like, you know, people that follow my show or people I run across on social media or whatnot, or even somebody at the grocery store. I'm like, Hey, you should come on. We'll just have a chit chat or whatever, just because, I just like to know people. Well, I guess since the mics are kind of flipped a little bit, um, we can kind of get to know you a little bit more since you always kind of do it to other people. Um, so one thing I've always been kind of curious about and I always like to ask in my show is uh, mm -hmm. going into like the alternative mind stuff. Like what was your mm -hmm. first moments where you felt that you started becoming like an alternative mind type of person? You know what? I was born that way. I was always very inquisitive because I grew up in Catholic school. Um, Catholic Church taught the original uh, way by nuns um, who did not take kindly to questioning because if you questioned, they took a ruler to your knuckles. Um, so it started way back when. And then growing up, my my dad was like super duper into politics. And I'm like, ah, God, I hate this. Why do they even believe any of this? Because, you know, I was like, all politicians are liars and the whole nine yards. And so I was always around like tons of political talk and, you know, uh, like the shadiness in the town that I grew up in and, and how I, all of that was just basically a, sh a shit show. Uh, hope I can cuss on here. Yeah, you can swear all you want. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, cops over. Oh, that's I'm what kidding. I usually do when people ask if they can swear. I say, Yeah, you can fucking swear all you fucking want. <laughs> so, um, then you know, going, uh, I went to school for business first, and I'm in the business world going, Oh my god, all of this stuff is like, like, bullshit, like, total bullshit. 
like everything that you learn is indoctrination. Then I went to nursing school and I'm like, I'm seeing a whole bunch of stuff. You know, when I get out of school and I start practicing and I'm like, okay, these things aren't making sense. And why are we not talking to patients about diet or, you know, alternative uh, therapies and, you know, uh, massage and trigger point therapy and, and all these other things and all these things that are healthy. Why is this not part of it? You know, and so I may or may not have gotten a stern talking to um, more times than I can count for telling patients alternative advice. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to like the, the obesity thing in America, it's kind of like they've normalized the whole idea of, you know, being comfortable with yourself, which is totally okay, of course, but mm -hmm. it's become so far to a point where it's like, you can't tell somebody like, Hey, like this is honestly going to be healthier for you. If you lose some weight and you try to live right. a healthier lifestyle, because then it infringes upon them thinking that you're trying to put them down for who they are when that's not the case. You're just trying to give them honest medical advice. And it's right. like, we all know at the root of it, like if you have the opportunity to try to lose some weight and be healthy, like, of course, it's going to be better for you. I mean, some people, of course, have some issues where they can't lose weight. Like that's right. a whole other story, but it's kind of messed up in America that we've gotten to a point though, where we can't just like be honest with people medically, even going into like the vaccines and stuff, because it's just like normalize the fact that you have to say a certain thing to certain people. Otherwise, you're going to hurt their feelings. You're going to go against the grain and right. you're just going to end up getting in trouble for it, you know? But you know, the wonderful thing um, about me, my morals and values are never going to change. I am not PC. I don't sugarcoat shit. I don't care if you're a stranger. I don't care if you're my kids. I don't care if you're my husband. I'm going to tell people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. And sorry if this offends anyone, but not really. Um, that's biblical, having enough respect and love for other people that you tell them things that are going to help them, you know, whether it's behaviors or, or whatever the case may be. And that's just who I am. And I don't really care how many times I get censored or, you know, attacked or, oh, my God, you hurt my feelings. Because my job is not to control people's feelings. If you're offended by something I say, that's a you problem, not a me problem. And that means there's something inside of you triggering you to be emotionally upset by something. We live in a time with just uh, with weaker people, like in the yes. nicest way possible. It's that whole, I know I've right. mentioned it multiple times on my show, but like tough men make easy times, easy times make soft men, soft men make hard times and the cycle continues on. And we're at that point right. where everybody's kind of weak and soft. And it sucks that we live in a world now where it's like, you can't just say things to people. Like you can't just be honest with people anymore because you have to worry about hurting people's feelings and stuff. You can't tell people things like, uh, like we're normalizing a lot of mental illnesses rather than just telling people that we try to come up with a name for it, that they can justify it. And then we end up right. with like a workforce that um, just a lot of people that have issues and they can't function and do the job anymore. And it's because they're not being trained. Like, I don't want to say trained, but they're, they're not having that uh, the ability to like be tough and have like a tough exterior anymore because the world has tried to like shelter them so much from everything that's 100%. bad for them. You know? Yeah. And, you know, like back in my day, uh, you got your ass whipped with a switch or a belt or whatever the hell was closest to you if you acted up. Uh, and then, of course, they had to go after uh, you can't discipline your child because, oh, my God, we can call uh, CPS on you for child abuse if you spank your kid in the store or whatever the fuck. Um, and then it moved and morphed into... Um, everybody gets a trophy because everybody that participates is special and there are no losers, only just winners. And that's a bunch of load of shit. If yeah. you suck at a sport, you suck. And that's all there is to it. That's your drive to do better, though, because if you don't have 
the fear of loss, then you don't have the drive to do better. I mean, same with most things in life. Like it's okay to lose because it's a learning lesson to become better at what you do. Because for every time you get put down, you're going to work twice as hard to get back up. As long as you have that mindset, which a lot of people now have the mindset of they get pushed down and they give up right away, you know? Uh, Right. And, you know, and, and as we're morphing in society and, and changing rules and how, how we do things and whatnot, then we get the whole um, codification of, you know, students in school and um, safe spaces. And if you're upset, you don't have to come to this class today. Or if you're you're emotionally not feeling it. You don't have to be here. No, bitch. If you are in my class, your ass better be in my class or you're going to see it on your grades. But that's not why they do things now. You know, and I, and I know these things because my daughter just graduated from her master's program. And it was like, oh, well, they, you know, canceled class because there were so many students that were uh, emotionally like, you know, not feeling the subject. And so they didn't have the class or whatever. And I'm like, you're teaching people that it's okay to be a pansy ass pussy. Mm -hmm. And so when you go out into the real world, into the workforce, you don't know how to cope with anything and everybody's upsetting to you and nobody's using your pronouns and oh my God, around your feelings. Yes. And, and expecting your employer to make a safe space for you too, and have coloring parties or, you know, special time off because, you're traumatized because somebody called you she and you're don't feel like you're she they're ruining society as a whole because that is not how the world works either you are going to grow up and put on your big girl or big boy pants and learn how to cope with life or you're not and what they have done is make it where um, they are basically just like s- shells full of just emotional baggage. And that's all it is there. There's nothing there because everything's so emotionally traumatizing for them. And they're grooming them into it too. And they're starting young. Oh, they're doing the yeah. grooming them into the whole like trans agenda thing. They're grooming them into the, like, it's okay mm-hmm. to have this mental disability. If you have a secret that you need to tell me, we won't tell your parents, which sounds creepy right. as hell. And that's what pedophiles and groomers do, but we're not going to exactly. label that because they're teachers. But, you know, we're getting into that point where it's like they're well, starting to brainwash we're normalizing, the We're normalizing that too. We're normalizing what they call it now, minor attracted person maps. No, you're a pedophile and something is wrong with you. Seriously, seriously wrong with you. If you are an adult person and you are attracted to a baby or a child, you're sick. Yeah. That's normalizing mental disabilities. There's a bunch of them. Like they changed the definition of a body dysmorphia after the whole trans movement to now body dysmorphia just has to do with people Mm -hmm. that have an issue with their weight. Where if you look at the old definition of the word, which I like collecting old dictionaries, sometimes the old definition of the word is anybody that has a disfigurement issue like with their body. So it yes. would extend to people that have the whole trans thing. But again, you have to change that because it's not PC anymore. And if you tell somebody that's a trans that they have body dysmorphia, they're going to flip out and cry, you know? But see, that's, it's the truth. And that's exactly what it is because it's almost like a mental distortion um, for these people, because when they look in the mirror, what they see is not what everybody else sees. And, and that's, a problem i mean that is that is an inner problem stemming from probably uh lots of childhood emotional or physical trauma honestly yeah so and it's like uh in the nicest way possible like those kind of people are the people that are teaching the next generation of people, but they're broken people to begin with. So how are they supposed to raise a generation of strong people if they're broken to begin with? Well, they don't. And, and that's the problem. And then when you, 
you know, and I know this from being in the school system, you know, teaching that they don't like strong teachers. They don't like teachers that, that teach the correct way of the world. Let's put it that way. Um, they're very against that. They do their damnedest to try to run off teachers that are actually good teachers. And they would rather put, you know, some of the uh, crap we've seen on social media lately. Yeah, the wishy-washy uh, woke teachers. <laughs> yeah, where you're going to, uh, you can't say Pledge of Allegiance because that's offensive, but you can, uh, your pledge to the gay pride flag or a fascist uh, or anti-fascist or, or whatever social justice movement they're into, you know, and, and the whole thing is with teaching your job is not to mold that student into what your beliefs are. Your job is, is just to give them an education on whatever subject that you are doing. It is not, it is not your job to replace a parent and and instill your morals into that child instead of the parent. It's it's just not. Honestly, too. And it's like uh say back when I was in school, like I didn't care at all about like the teacher's personal life. Like I cared about them as a teacher and what they're teaching me in front of the class. Like there was 100%. no me caring about like who they're married to, what they're doing. And now they're or bringing their sex life. Yeah, exactly. Now they're bringing their full personal life into the classroom mm -hmm. and it's like to begin with, I mean, in the nicest way possible, like I wouldn't be able to do it, but like teachers are characters, hopefully some of them in the good way, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why they're able to like work with kids, but sometimes they're like too much of a character. And that's when like the issue arises where it's like, they think they're doing something good, but what they're really doing is they're just brainwashed by the system. And then they're re-brainwashing the kids on top of it. Mm -hmm. And it's like a whole different layer of like propaganda that, uh, what, what was right. that guy's name? Um, he was like the Russian uh, spy that came and was like talking on uh, Gary Brezhnev. Yep. That's the guy. Gary yeah. Brezhnev. He um, was talking about the whole brainwashing thing that it'd be generations down and they right. wouldn't even realize that they're brainwashed. And it's like, we've clearly gotten to that point where it's like anything that's virtuous that pops up, people hop on and they have mm -hmm. to show all their pride for it. They have to paint Ukraine flags, put them in the front yard, even though it's clearly not doing anything. Right. So now it's like we have this whole generation of people that are like that. They're teaching the kids to be okay with everything. And then it's just progressing everything to become weaker because it's okay to not be okay with everybody. Like people are allowed to have opposing opinions when you instill right. violence on somebody because of them. That's a whole different manner. But if you can sit down and have a conversation and you guys can agree rationally that you guys mm -hmm. can coexist, like more power right. to you. We have the ability to do it. So why don't we do it? Absolutely. And you know, like for me, there, there was never a time when I was teaching where I felt the need to tell my students about my sex life and whether I was gay or straight or using toys or not, or lube or anal sex or whatever. That should never, ever, ever enter into a conversation my students did not even know that i was married i didn't talk about my family because that's none of their business that is not anything that they need to know what they need to know is just whatever subject was at hand and that's it and and the whole you know lineage of of uh I'm a social justice warrior, so I have to pass that down and make all my students that and giving extra credit for going to uh, protest or, or whatever. But the thing that they don't see <clears throat> when they're teaching students this, and this message is for parents that are listening, if your children are going to public school, they are getting an indoctrination education to be a social justice warrior. And here's what people need to understand. As a social justice warrior, you elevate one group over another all the time, right? And so you are having your student being taught that um, class systems are okay, 
and that whatever group it is you're fighting for, whether it's LBGTQ or Black Lives Matter or uh, Hispanic or, or whatever, whatever the cause of the day is, um, you're elevating those people over everyone else. And so you're putting in a hierarchical, hierarchical, yes, whatever system, you know, where, where you're telling, you know, your students are being told that that's okay. It's okay to demonize men because women are better. It's okay uh, to praise black people and uh, white people are garbage. It's okay to, you know, LBGTQ rule the world and everyone else that's straight is is an abomination that is what they do and in no society is that ever okay that's not acceptable because we are all equal regardless of race religion color creed sexuality whatever you want to identify as that none of that makes any difference it's, it's what's in here Exactly. It's intentional polarizing because that's how they create powers by dividing right. people. And from the time right. you go into school, they'll gear out the people that are intended to follow the crowd. And then they'll gear out the people that are intended to be leaders of the crowd. And then they'll Correct. push them in two different directions accordingly because they're trying to push them into Correct. society and they're brainwashing just off of that. Right. And, and, you know, it's okay. You know, it, like I, I have a niece who is a lesbian. I don't have a problem with that. It's not my lifestyle. It's not my choice, but it's hers. And that's fine. Um, and it's okay to support her decisions and whatever she wants to do. But I will not put her over other people in my family that are not identifying as that. It's not appropriate. It's it's. That is the pure definition of hateful behavior. And I don't care who you are. Yeah, it becomes down to a thing of like, like you were kind of saying, you don't boost somebody over anybody else. Like everybody's mm -hmm. created equally because everybody is equal. Like it doesn't matter mm -hmm. what your preference is in the bedroom. It doesn't matter who you are. Nope. And it goes both ways too. It's like, I sound like I maybe say like anti-LGBQ stuff sometimes, but like the whole idea is just like the whole pushing it into everybody's face kind of concept. Right. It's like if you had like a straight pride parade, there'd be a problem if people are running around with, you know, Correct. trying to blow up body parts. But if it's like a gay pride parade, then instantly it's okay. They're not okay with right. talking about heterosexual relationships in school, but they're okay with talking about homosexual Correct. relationships in school. So it's just like mm -hmm. the idea of just honestly, none of it needs to be taught. None of it needs to be in front of them. So exactly. just pull it back because they should be able to just figure it out on their own because then you'll actually know what their truth path is rather than you grooming them into whatever path you think they should be down. Well, and you make an excellent point because one of the things that bothers me the most um, about the way society is now is, like I said, putting classifications or labels on everybody, right? So we have Black Pride Month, whole month. Um, we have one day, Veterans Day, one day, Memorial Day, you know, and so it's like, how would you feel if the tables were turned and it was one of those situations where how about we celebrate everybody every day instead of, well, you get a month. You get a day. Well, now we're going to change, you know, this holiday to a uh, birthing person day because mother is offensive and, and whatever. How about we just like make every day where we just celebrate each other regardless of what we are? Yeah, exactly. That would make a lot more sense anyways, because then it's like, mm -hmm. again, you don't need to put labels on things. But then the problem, right. too, is that as society progresses, people try to change these labels where, like you were right. saying with the Mother's Day thing, like realistically looking at it, the only way that somebody would be able to give birth to a baby is if they were originally biologically a female. So regardless of if they became a male, they're still biologically a female having the baby. So right. the term doesn't make sense. It's a mother because that's the only thing that can produce that. Right. Like, it doesn't matter how much surgery you get there. At least at this point in time, they can't make a fake womb where you can have a baby. So 
Like why change the day when that's the biological root of it? And like people like my, my fiance, for example, and I'm sure a lot of other women too, almost feel like, uh, like they're getting shit on at a certain extent because they're yes. like, this is my struggle. This is the thing that I go through. So why do you other people think they can take that away from me that I had to do all of this to become a mother? And now you're going to try to strip that title from me. Right. And, and not, n- nothing they do makes any sense. It's, it's purely done out of the sole purpose to create chaos and confusion. And so um, it's to get people to hate each other and uh, be as divisive as humanly possible on, on literally every subject under the sun. But here's the thing. People are only going to get irritated about things like that if you allow yourself to get irritated, right? Very true. And and there's so many people now that, um, you know, because of indoctrination in schools and because of the shit food that we have and, you know, the crappy lifestyles that we have and stuff like that, it makes people so susceptible to um basically throwing the baby out with the bathwater and just being like oh my god everything is so upsetting and you know the world's going crazy and everything's going to end and everybody hates everybody and oh my god oh my god oh my god literally every day if you just remove all that toxicity and stop giving credence to all of that extra external garbage you don't have to worry about any of that. Just live your life and just <clears throat> let the let the people in your town go nuts with their own, you know, fear and manipulation. But you don't need to be a part of it. I mean, a lot of it, too, I'm sure, is media manipulation because oh, it's yeah. a very small percentage that's actually doing all of this stuff. But they mm-hmm. push it in the news so much whether they're trying to do it to virtue signal that they're okay with it or whatever, but it's always in people's faces. So it's like, even if you didn't want to think about it, they intentionally Mm -hmm. try to push it in your face. And then they scare you about sending your kid to school where it's like, you're stuck in the shitty situation where you can't really survive anymore unless two parents are working a full-time job. So you don't really have a choice to like stay home with your kid and teach them the way that you want to teach them. So it's like systems rigged on a bunch of different ends and it keeps you intentionally frustrated so that you're worried about things like this rather than like expanding and kind of starting to break things down and figure stuff out for your own because Mm -hmm. people are just too flustered by a blizzard of all this crazy shit going on in front of their face that they can't just look past Mm -hmm. the blizzard and figure out what's coming on the other side you know Mm -hmm. i guess that's kind of what the conspiracy community tries to do is see past the blizzard and connect the dots and just right take take consideration of what's going on but try not to get too like emotionally invested in it but just still kind of like speak your opinion on it you know yeah, and you know, um, it's really hard for some people too. Um, t- but think about it in the, in this aspect, like you said, um, the constant push of of media propaganda and manipulation that that this this I'm gonna call it alternative, right? Faction of the population that um, is amplifying all these crazy ideas and stuff. Think of it like um, a PCR test, okay? So everybody knows that during all of that, like there was all kinds of false positives and things like that because the amplification cycle was so much more than it what it was supposed to be. And so through uh, the blitz of media where every station in the United States is owned by the same six companies. You know what I mean? Like all the big media corporations Mm. um, owned by the same six companies. And that's why uh, you could turn it on uh, LA news or Washington or something. And all of them say the same thing, right? Um, They have to do that to, to quote, amplify the voices or amplify the people that are out there screeching in the streets about whatever subject it is that they're all wound up about because 
on the flip side, if they showed you how normal everyday people live that just want to live their life and be left alone and, you know, are, are more concerned about taking care of their family or, you know, spending time with friends or whatever, than they are about any of this other distraction garbage that's out there. They would lose the game super fast. So they can't expose that. They can't, they can't show that there's more people that are not in that crazy fringe. I mean, it's profitable for them too, because one, they can make money off of just looking like they're okay with the alternative selling stories. And then two people forget that there's ad space. So they want as many people watching it so that they can sell the ad space. So of course they're going to get the stuff that gets you hooked and gets you worried and makes you want to come back every day and figure out what's going on because it makes Mm -hmm. you scared because they're selling ad space and people forget that. Right. Like they're making money off as many people watching the news as possible. So of course they're not going to tell you boring stories. They're going to tell you the most crazy stories they could possibly come up with and spin them to sound as crazy as they possibly can. And people forget that they use certain trigger words too, to like Mm -hmm. make you think a certain way when they say like allegedly, like they do that on purpose when they try to use things like, Oh, the, the um, media frenzy, the media blizzard, things like that. They use really descriptive words to get you to feel a certain way. And that's why they're written out that way is because they're right. written by professional writers. The newscasters are just reading the shit. Right. And, and it is um, part of the, you know, um, human experiment that they've been doing on us forever. Right. Uh, the psychological experiments that they have done throughout time where, it's anything that they can do to invoke an emotional response. Um, and so like anybody out there that's ever taken like a psychology class, you know, uh, with all the experiments that they've done, that's their main focus. That's the same thing with Tavistock Institute. That was their main focus is what can they do to push people into a, an emotional reaction? Um, so, they can write a headline that says uh, uh, Trump shot endangered species, whatever. Okay. Sorry, I used Trump's name. That's just what came out of my mouth. Um, but then if, and that's just to catch headlines and so invoke a response where everybody's angry, right? Because they read the headline. Most people, and they know this, don't actually read this story. So then the story is actually uh, like, um, what's his name? Ladder with Crowder was interviewing people on the street and asked them about, you know, Trump shooting this endangered animal, whatever. And it was a hoax and, you know, whatever. So they don't read the story that goes along with the headline. And so as long as that headline can invoke you know, anger, fear, uh, irritation, hatred for another group, something like that. They know they've got you hook, line, and sinker because they don't give a shit if you read the rest of it at you all. That, you see that across social it's marketing. media all the time. It's genius marketing. Honestly, yeah. You see, you see it across social media all the time. It's like clickbait that they'll purposely <laughs> find the most fucked up sentence that's in the article so that <laughs> they're not making something up. And then nobody clicks the article. So then you get people with like that spam stuff all the time where you'll click it and then it'll send you to a link to like a store or something like that. It has nothing to do with the article and people are just reposting the shit out of fake news stories and not even realizing how much propaganda they're spreading themselves. And then you got Facebook blocking anything that's actually speaking truth. So you get this weird counterbalance of like post whatever you want, but anything that's actual truth, we're going to mark as false information. We're going to take it down. Right. Yeah, and it's 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 big money for them and big business because the more um, they can put out there in the, in the airwaves and and whatever that causes that emotional uneasiness. Okay, um, they know that you're much easier can, to control when you're emotional. Uh, when people like me you know, take emotions out of things and don't give in to the, you know, constant fear porn and the, oh my God, like everything, the world's going to end tomorrow and all this other shit. Um, They can't control you when you're in that state. 
because you're not giving it any energy. And so, you know, the people that do post about stuff and, and don't read the article, why you would ever do that, I don't know. But a lot of people do because the human attention span is very small. <laughs> um, but, you know, you're you're helping assist them in their propaganda. I mean, even just making money off of like the ads that you get when you randomly click that shit. And going back to another thing you were saying, they used to get a bunch of people like what, 20 years ago or so. And they used to do all the like feed a family in Africa or all mm -hmm. these animals. They yes. need your help. And they'd show all just like the worst images of everything and just make you feel sad about it. And they do the same shit on the news now where they'll take a story right. that's not even that crazy. And they'll take like the saddest images they possibly can and display it over the screen to mm -hmm. display, a res to get a, invoke a response out of you from it. Right. Right. And it, it is, like I said, it's genius marketing because um, they're furthering the psychosis that our population is under as far as, you know, uh, manipulative mind control goes because they know with predictive AI before they ever even release a story, how people are going to respond emotionally. And that's what they want. Same thing with trolls on social media accounts, right? And I know we all have our share of bots and, and crap like that'll, you know, come to your page and like, just like say horrid stuff or whatever name call, or they're looking for you to give them an emotional response. So they know where your button is. So they can always push that button repeatedly. I don't let people do that. Like uh, they're like, hey, you, you fat, ugly, old hag, whore, whatever kind of shit people post. Sometimes I'll just be like, okay, well, thanks for stopping by. Have a great day. And it usually stops because they don't know what to do with that. Honestly, too, it definitely helps when you become a person that kind of like put yourself out there. Like mm -hmm. when you become a podcaster and you know that you're going to have people that are going to hate on you, it's like oh, the yeah. first time it hits you, yeah, it hits you emotionally. And yeah. I mean, it still bothers you later on, but like if you develop the ability that like, you know, it's like, like you're only mad at me because you're jealous because you can't do what I'm doing kind of a mm -hmm. thing, then yeah. you realize that it's like these people don't matter. They're just trying to sit here and troll you. They have nothing to do with what you're doing and mm -hmm. you can't let yourself like, I don't want to say stoop to their level, but like as soon as you let your response be seen and mm -hmm. you jump back at them, then you look no better than they do. And you just make yourself look bad. And that be, it might be another thing that they're trying to intentionally do is try to like bring you down emotionally onto their level mm -hmm. so that, you know, they can manipulate you from there on too. But and, yeah, and there's a, look, look at how many manipulative people there are in the world. Right. I used to be married to one of those people. Um, and it's all about, emotional control and uh physical uh or not physical verbal abuse you know things like that to get a rise and get a response out of you right and so um like for me it was really hard until like i learned how to be who i am now um because you know personal insults used to bother me and stuff and now i'm like you know what I don't really care because I don't need your approval because I love me. I'm awesome, you know, and I don't it, it, like I don't have to have that approval from other people. Like some people, um, when they have a social media presence, they have to have um, like if they don't get a uh, hundred and eighty thousand likes on whatever they're like depressed, they're anxious, they're upset. They're like, I don't know why, blah, blah, blah. I'm to the point where if one person sees it, good for me. I did something awesome today, you know, because shadow banning stuff is real, right? And so I don't get all worked up and go, I'm going to start 87 new accounts because not enough people are liking my post. I don't care. I don't. 
that's what it comes down to. You just got to do you <clears throat> and hope mm-hmm. that people appreciate it in the process. Yeah. It doesn't matter about approval from people. It doesn't matter. Like, like don't stop what you're doing. If you, it's something you enjoy doing, like such as right. podcasting, if you have a yeah. thousand listeners or you have 10 listeners, if you yeah. enjoy what you're doing, it's irrelevant. Just do what you enjoy doing. And don't let other people get you down in the process. Otherwise, it's going to take you away from something that you truly enjoy. Yeah, 100%. And there's a a lot of people um, like in the podcast community, they're like, I'm not as big as so-and-so or I don't have as many followers or I don't do, you know, whatever. And like I said, for me, uh, I like doing it just because I get to talk to people. And so if one person listens, that's great. But even like, if it's just me and you and no one else listens, I don't care because they still got to have that conversation with you. That's what I was going to say too. That's kind of what my show's kind of become is like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to project the conversation because I like getting into some deep conversations with people so that other mm-hmm. people can hear it. But it's one, I started my show for me so that right. I could get out the things that I need to get out Two, I also mm-hmm. kind of did it as like a like an audio journal, I guess, for my kids later on so they can see the things I believed in, the things I was interested in, That's all beautiful. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it was never about how many people listen. I was happy when anybody listened. I didn't think anybody was going to listen in the first place, but <laughs> you know, I kept the mentality of doing it for me and it's helped me to become more me, if that makes sense, because I right. feel like I'm more myself when I'm on my show than I am in the real world sometimes because in the real world, I'm like the quiet guy because I know I can't say half the things I want to say because people are going to take it the wrong way or get offended. I come in my show and I'm a hundred percent myself. I can say everything that comes to my mind. I could say the things that I feel. So it's like, it's enlightening for me anyway. So like, I always you're recommend starting your, a podcast. You're being your real you. Exactly. Not flooded by society. Right. I'm trying to be this thing that society wants you to be because all mm-hmm. of us podcasters have to put on our reptilian faces to go into the real world, you know? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have a reptile face. Thank you very much. I just got a Although mask. Some, sometimes <laughs> I do have beady little eyes, but yeah. I just, you know, but some, a lot of people are like very like instant gratification, right? And so um, like even you know, like they have to have like those likes or so many comments or whatever to, to like validate them. Why you should be validating yourself. You shouldn't seek validation from anyone else ever. It should be you because you are unique and individual and you are who you are. And it doesn't matter if you have a giant following or no following or people like you or they don't like you or whatever. You're uniquely you. At the end of the day, we're all just people anyway. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Followers, anything like that doesn't matter. How big your show doesn't matter. If two people have a connection and they like talking to each other, it's irrelevant. You know, like right. do with the things that you enjoy. Talk to the people that you would like to talk to and keep the people around that you like to have around. And that's what life's all about is push out the people that you don't want around because they're bad and negative, bring in the positive people that you enjoy having around. And it's a thing that I feel like a lot of people when it comes to like influencer stuff on Instagram, all that, they're Mm -hmm. more into that image. Um, As far as like us podcasting community, I mean, there's a good handful of people that are about the followers and stuff. But for the most part, I feel like at least our side of the community are people that have all learned how to truly be themselves. So we're kind of like a weird individual group of people because all of us are so uniquely different, but we all come together somehow. And we need more of that in the world where everybody can be uniquely different and yet Mm -hmm. come together and find a mutual ground instead of like, you know, we can have fighting in the, we do have some fighting, I guess, in this community where it's like Mm -hmm. somebody's a flat earther, somebody's a globe earther. We need to find middle ground in that. But at the end of the day, both sides agree NASA's, you know, a fucking liar. So we can find some mutual ground. Right. Like they try to make that impossible in the real world um, to find mutual ground because, mm-hmm. again, it's, you know, trying to keep that fighting and stuff. And I'm sure that there's some ploys in this community too. Um, because if any community 100%. was going to be infiltrated, it would be this one. But for right. the most part, it's like everybody, everybody gets along. There's just a handful of people, you know? Well, and that's the beautiful thing about like what we do is we get to make so many connections with so many different people. And like, I don't care what other people believe. 
You know, I mean, everybody's entitled to their own belief system and stuff. And so like, if you really think we landed on the moon, good for you. Um, I don't feel that way, but we don't have to agree. You know what I mean? But it's still that, that connection where we're all very different, like you said, but we're able to get along and able to make that connection. And that's why um, I love the community, <laughs> even though it's funny because sometimes people are like, Oh, like, I don't know. Like I, I don't, I was afraid to reach out to you because I, I felt like you wouldn't respond. And I'm like, why would I not? Like, if you take the time to listen uh, to my show, um, of course, I want to talk to you. Of course, I want to meet you. Uh, if you're a, a new podcaster in the community, for God's sakes, don't be afraid to talk to me because what you see on camera is the way I am literally all the time. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm the same way, too. It's like my, my show isn't huge by any means, but mm -hmm. I have like uh, like smaller shows or shows just starting up that'll message me and ask to do a show, whatever. And they get like excited when I like respond back. And it's like, bro, I'm just, I'm just a normal, normal dude. Like my show is not that big. I just started it like less than a year ago. Like I do what I can and I do a yeah, lot, but, but you know, <laughs> like I'm just a normal person, man. Like, of course I'd respond to you. If you take the time to message me, I'm going to take the time to respond to you because I owe you that respect, you know? Yeah. And to me, um, you know, it's always like anybody that reaches out, like it's a huge honor for me. That they, number one, reached out in the first place. And number two, like, especially, you know, if they asked me to come on their show, it's a huge honor for me because, you know, that's one more connection I get to make. That's one more person in this world that I get to meet and, you know, be nice to. And it's also so, meaningful, too, that it's like somebody wants to talk to you for being yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so it's, absolutely. It, I don't want to say it's like a sense of gratification, but like. It just makes you feel good, you know, that somebody yeah. is interested in the person that you are when you're not, when you're being your true self, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, you, I, <clears throat> you definitely want to talk to them because it's like, you feel like they might be on that same wavelength as you too. And, mm -hmm. you know, to all the listeners and stuff too, um, if any of them want to message me or talk to me, like, I love all you guys, mm -hmm. you know, like you're the reason that I'm doing this. And if it wasn't for you exactly. guys, I wouldn't be doing this. So don't be afraid to shoot me a message and just say, what's up? Cause I'll respond back to you because I owe you that. You know, it's funny. I say, I say that all the time that, um, I will respond to everyone unless you send me something creepy and then I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to, to Dis that. Cause disclaimer I always take on there. sending a link as creepy. So if you're going to send me a link, that's fine. But tell me what the link is. If you just send me a link, I'm not going to click on it. Cause I'm going to assume that it's some kind of spam or something weird and creepy. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, the joy of being a female on social media is men a lot of times think it's okay to just send up a randomized dick pic um unsolicited i'm like well, thank like you. you could you couldn't even say hi first you know and then i can like save it and then do the photo editing and put like hair and eyeballs and <laughs> like a cowboy hat or whatever and send it back you know whatever but it's, uh, being a being a chick in this business like people will send some crazy shit and i'm like okay that stuff i won't respond to because it's so crazy and creepy yeah it's just about being respectful that's what it comes yeah, down so, to with anybody you know yeah like, it doesn't matter if you're a podcaster if you're anybody just be respectful to other people well i'm just curious uh like would it be okay, like as a dude, if girls started sending randomized vagina pictures? I'm gonna be don't honest. Even, don't even say hi, but they're like, "Here's my beaver." I'm gonna be honest. I feel like most guys would like that. Like, I'm just being honest, but it doesn't go both ways because just, guys are a lot more like, "All right, let's go." Where like a woman needs to be romanced. You know what I mean? Like, it, girls don't appreciate that. You have to show them respect. You have to talk to them you have to like like no girl appreciates that where i don't know guys are guys are I've just, just kind of dirty together you know like they're okay with some weird shit <laughs> well i think more like a dude in that aspect i guess 
Uh, but I just have, ne it's never crossed my mind uh, to just like shoot some random dude of a JJ picture. I mean, it's also about self-respect too. Cause it's like, don't be sending that out to everybody. Cause it's the whole concept of if you're trying to actually get with somebody, like you want it to be like special between them. But if you're just sending a random pick to everybody, everybody knows what it looks like. So it's like, respect yourself more on top of that. You know, like you don't respect yourself if you're willing to do that or your ego is way too high and you need mm -hmm. to get knocked down a couple pegs, you know? It was so uh, like, you probably have never heard me tell this story before, but it was so bad for so long that my husband and I started saving them because like we use like my same social media and whatever, like uh, he has my passwords and stuff, but he'd be like, Oh my God, you got more dick pics. And we would literally save them and put them in folders and classify them. And so when I told people that I was doing that, it kind of slowed that down a lot. <laughs> Even if you weren't doing it, it's still a good plan though. Cause they mm -hmm. never know if you're going to re-release it. And that's the thing that it comes down to too, is like, keep in mind, once you release something, you can't bring it back. So like, mm -hmm. if you're not okay with that dick pic getting sent to 30 other people, don't send it to that one person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it just, it was laughable for, like I said, cause you know, he would, he was looking at my social media and he's like, Oh my God. Yep, more of them today. And so we would do like button peeny, teeny peeny, you know, <laughs> pencil peeny, whatever. And we would just have folders that I would save that stuff on. But it's so like, I don't, people get so weird. It's like, uh, I'll pay for you to have a card at such and such lingerie place or whatever if you take pictures of your feet. And post them in pantyhose or whatever. And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> Bunch of dudes are just creepy, man. That's why they'd be okay with getting a random vagina pic is because they're just creepy in general. Like, <laughs> let's be honest. Like, the only reason that I think differently is because I had a daughter. And I feel like that's the same for most guys. You have that dirty mindset until you have a yeah. daughter of your own. And then you're like, wait yep. a second, wait a second here. <laughs> yeah. And it's just funny because I can't imagine um, because they come in all shapes and sizes like males do. And I can't imagine just randomly like blast emailing like 50 people with the JJ. And not even like, hi, this is my beaver. <laughs> Me, my beaver. <laughs> Like, at least give some context. Tell a story, do a pickup line or something. Like, jazz it up a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Maybe a pickup line or something. I don't know. Yeah. Even if it's, it's a dirty pickup random. line, at least make me laugh in the process. <laughs> it, something, please. Something unique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the joys of uh, social media presence for uh, a lot of females. So don't do that. Don't send me creepy stuff. Yeah. But yeah, if you send me nice stuff, I'm always down to respond. And I mean, exactly. I don't really have that problem coming from a guy, you know, because I feel like it, I don't know about your audience, but it seems like when I check my analysis, it's like 75% male. So I'm sure that's why, like, not that I want anything, of course, because, you know, I'm, I'm in a relationship <laughs> and I'm happy and stuff. But, you know, like if it's 75% male, then, of course, like they're going to be sending you stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. Because I'm sure your your listener base might be pretty close to that. Because it seems like yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't. I don't check uh, stats and you know whatever. I mean, there for a while I was just looking to see like what countries were listening, and that's kind of cool. That's what I check, and then underneath that, at least on Anchor, is like uh, the analysis of like age of groups that listen to you, and then underneath that is like genders. So it's like, I don't usually check the numbers because I'm not really interested mm -hmm. in that. Um, I like, like you said, looking at the countries because I'm always interested on like how many different yeah. countries have heard me. And then the, the age group thing I always find interesting because it seems like most people that listen to my show are like 30 to 40, mm -hmm. which I didn't didn't really expect, to be honest with you. And then, like I said, 75% male, 20, 
percent female and i think it was like five percent like unspecified or something but <laughs> i don't know if i even have that capability because i used to be on anchor ooh, a long time ago um and then uh anchor removed me uh after i had six episodes out let's see I'm surprised I haven't gotten removed this because it is... seems like every other episode I have a misinformation warning on, at least on Spotify. <laughs> mm-hmm. What they perceive Let's as mis- misinformation, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't have that. Um, uh, where I host through now, it has like uh, the country and um, uh, like what time of the day and and what podcast source. Yeah, that's it. So I think I got that on my thing too, the podcast source. Yeah. Um, I guess since we're kind of starting to wrap up, I definitely want to have you back on the show again and we can get into a whole other topic. But I feel like we touched base pretty well on that topic, not even intending to get into it, but we (laughs) covered a lot of surfaces and got pretty deep into that. (laughs) I can talk about anything, anytime. (laughs) That's me too. I'm all about the free flow. If I'm anything scripted, that's when I run into an issue. But if I just get into a conversation, we'll get deep. You know, yeah. just through the conversation. <laughs> exactly. It's the best kinds to have. Exactly. That's when I feel like, again, like you're talking about with the show, that's when you can get the closest to people is when you're able to just mm-hmm. sit down and have a deep conversation with them. And again, another reason I started a podcast is because I just felt like I wasn't getting enough like deep conversations because I'm not a fan of like shallow conversations. Like I don't right. care about the weather. I want to talk about like why you believe the universe ticks the way it does. And right. it's cool with my podcast I can be like, hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. By the way, what do you think about Bigfoot? What do you think about the universe? <laughs> like, it's like my doorway to just hop into the deep conversation. You know, it's like in the nicest way possible. It's like going uh, going raw dog without <laughs> without doing anything exactly. to, to get up to that moment. You know, <laughs> you got to do that in the real world. But when it comes to podcasts, you can just you can jump right into the nitty gritty. <laughs> exactly. That's the best way to do it, too. But I guess uh, I always like to leave with words of wisdom from the guests to the listeners. So if there's any words of wisdom you could bestow on the listeners, what would it be? Oh, I got lots of words of wisdom. You could share a few if you'd like. <laughs> um, first off, I'm just going to say, uh, make sure to just spread love and kindness to other people. Uh, it takes way less effort than anger and uh, frustration does. And also... Just know that you are uniquely you, you're a beautiful person, the way that you are. Don't seek acceptance and validation from other people. Do it for yourself. Um, live for you, be who you are, and be proud of that. But don't put other people down in the process trying to make yourself more special. Definitely agree. And definitely some great yeah. words to live by. Yeah, thanks. So for uh, anybody that enjoyed this conversation, they want to hear more of you, which, of course, why wouldn't they want to? Uh, where would they come and find you at? Duh. <laughs> yeah, hello. Who doesn't want to listen to me? Um, if you want to stalk me, uh, you can stalk my podcast, Deplorable Nation, on every podcast platform, plus actual activist, plural, uh, .com, uh, Roku TV channel, Patriot Podcast network uh so go download that you can watch video uh options and if you want to find me on social media you can find me on instagram at deplorable janet twitter at no janet k-n-o-w uh count number six (laughs) cough cough (laughs) uh and uh i may one of these days give out my facebook but not right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, keep that as a personal one and no dick pics to cross any yeah. of them. I think yeah, we've established that. No, <laughs> no. And I don't want the Gina pics either. Yeah. Keep all that personal space to your, keep the no, no square in your own place. Yep. Well, you got to get one so you can make a folder for it and you can at least say it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> It'd make a great story. Uh, You're one random bitch AJ pic. <laughs> yeah. It's entirely possible, but don't encourage people. No, nope. you can live in a in a folder lonely by itself. Exactly. <laughs> but I appreciate you making the time to come on the show. I definitely enjoyed the conversation, and I definitely Me will too. have you back on in the future. And will this will be coming out after you've had the BDI episode? So anybody that hasn't listened to that, please go back in the feed and check it out if you enjoyed this conversation. 
Fantastic. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure chit-chatting with you, my dear. So we're going to have to do lots of future collaborations. Oh, definitely. And get Kyle involved, like we were saying. Exactly. So for all the listeners that enjoyed the conversation, I guess I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.